Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 74 for the third of Adar Aleph in a leap year. And today's episode is going to be somewhat confrontational, somewhat humbling, and really ultimately a reality check more than anything else. So what do I mean by that? So if you recall, the past few episodes, the topic that we've been discussing is the topic of sadness. And we talked about all the different types of instances, when we can be sad, what leads us to sadness, how to overcome this sadness, why sadness is a bad thing, all kinds of different angles. And the place that we left off with yesterday, it's where we started uh, learning chapter 27, was specifically a sadness that comes about through the experience of having inappropriate thoughts. So like somebody is going about their day and they're trying to get their work done or maybe they're trying to pray, maybe they're trying to talk to their friend or whatever it is. And out of nowhere, they start experiencing these very highly inappropriate thoughts or maybe not so highly inappropriate, but somewhat inappropriate to some degree or another. Uh, Everybody can relate to this on some level. It's in, in their own way. And then the sadness comes because it's like this frustration. It's like, why am I having these thoughts? And it's like just this like, it's a very irritating and sad feeling. And yesterday we discussed the altar Rebbe gave us one remedy for over- overcoming sadness in this way, where the altar Rebbe says that rather than being sad when you experience inappropriate thoughts, it should actually bring you a sense of joy. Why? Because you should rejoice in the facts that even though you came upon these thoughts, these thoughts entered into your mind, you succeeded in not indulging them. You succeeded in not acting them out, which is a really big accomplishment. And that's something to really rejoice in. Today, the altar is going to take it a little bit deeper. And he's going to talk about, we're going to learn about why is it exactly that these thoughts make us sad and how really ultimately, if we knew our place, they wouldn't actually make us sad at all. So what do I mean by this? So I think that the best way to kind of try to explain this is by looking at celebrities. Yes, you heard me right, by looking at celebrities. So why? So this is going to be a little bit of a generalization, and it might get a little bit political. So disclaimer here, but it's my podcast, so I can talk about whatever I want. Um, but it's it, it's and it's, it's extremely prevalent in the culture today. Where, but I think it's something that is true. It's it's been true for generations in terms of people who are very famous or in very successful positions, where they start to get a very big ego. And this ego leads them to this place where they project this image of 
perfection or of what they think perfection is. And they maybe even start to believe this of themselves. And they kind of take on this kind of like self-righteousness. And so when I said that this gets political a little bit is you see this nowadays with a lot of celebrities, you know, who really have no background in politics and economic policy or anything like that. But for some reason, every other celebrity is taking a stand on all kinds of different political things. And we find that there's this very curious phenomenon that's very uh, prominent nowadays, which is virtue signaling and also apologizing. So we see that every other celebrity is has some kind of cause, some kind of fundraiser, some kind of advocacy that they're advocating for. And they put it under the guise of like, so famous, I can affect so many people or whatever. But I think that there's like sort of like this other like aspect to it. Maybe this is my own personal understanding of the situation where becoming a celebrity and having so many people praise you and having so much money really can get to a person's head where they really start to believe that they are amazing people and they are just the best. They are perfect and they are totally uh, immune to any kind of imperfections. And so then this is where this, uh, this, we find this phenomenon of apologizing and like, you know, cancel culture and everything where how it comes up here is that what happens is that because these celebrities are held to this really crazy high standard of perfection, which is just like, we don't even know what it is because it's like the goalposts are changing on a daily basis. If one celebrity says the smallest little thing, tweets the smallest little thing that is out of line, that is out of step, they are expected to grovel and to apologize and to go through this whole ceremony and everything just to prove their worth once again to the public. And these apologies often do seem very sincere and very, uh, very humiliating. And it sort of looks like that on the outside. So as an outsider, it's if, if you're a little bit kind of outside of buying into the whole like Hollywood culture and everything, it kind of looks ridiculous, this whole thing, because it's like at the end of the day, these celebrities are really just people. They're not anything special. Maybe they happen to be born with good looks or a talent for acting, and maybe they met the right people along the way and we live in a society that certain professions happen to pay astronomically more than others do, but that doesn't make them better people, morally speaking, in any way, shape or form. And we can see in Hollywood that that's definitely not the case. So these celebrities are really just normal people, just like me and you. You know, they're just like us, as the magazines like to say. If anything, maybe even less <laughs> virtuous than a lot of us and everything like that. But because they are just like us, they and that but so there's sort of like this like discongruency between the facts that of the reality that they're just regular people they are just like us just like you and me they're not anything special um you know they have to go to the bathroom like we do they have to sleep they often are really really look horrible when they're not wearing any makeup and you know there's all kinds of things like that and so but on the other hand, so there's like the fact that they are in reality just normal, regular people. But on the other hand, there's this image that they're portraying that they often come to believe themselves that they are perfect and that they are amazing. So then what happens is if they tweet something or they say the smallest thing that is not acceptable or that is not perfect in their eyes or in their peers' eyes, they fall apart. 
and it really, really affects them. And it really, it can affect their entire career. It can affect their entire self-perception. So what's this about? So this is really because they don't know their place. These celebrities need a little wake-up call and they need to be reminded you are not anything special. You're a regular person, just like everybody else, just like everybody else. You know some things, you don't know other things. You uh, sometimes say the right thing. Sometimes you don't say the right thing. Uh, you're not an expert in all of life's troubles and everything like that. You're just a regular person. And I think that when celebrities do have this kind of sense of humility, and you do see this sometimes, then they don't necessarily let it get to their head and they don't necessarily fall apart in the same extent. And they can have a lot more balanced and healthy kind of lifestyles. So you might be thinking to yourself, what does this have to do with Tanya? (laughs) What does this have to do with my life? So we'll see that it very, very much does have to do with Tanya because what we'll learn about today is that the reason why we tend to get so frustrated with ourselves when we have these inappropriate thoughts is because we too think too highly of ourselves. We too have this misconception of who we really are. So this is a trap that many people can fall into. Uh, It's very common. I I don't want to say it's more common in the religious world, but it can, I'll, I'll speak about it from that perspective, that somebody could be a very you know, quote unquote, religious person, they pray a lot, they learn a lot and everything. And they might come to the conclusion that they are a tzaddik, that they are a totally righteous person. Like, look at their life. They're doing everything right, according to what God told them that they need to do. They're learning all the time. They're praying with such kavana and all these things and everything like that. And then lo and behold, this very holy man or woman is walking down the street and experiences an inappropriate thought. So it's like, whoa, like what just happened there? And imagine how much this is going to crush the person because why? Why do we get, where does this angst and uh, and sadness come from in these moments? It's because our there's an incongruency between our image of who we are and what's actually happening. And so what we're going to learn today and what the altar is going to teach us is that we need to get off of our high horses and we need to remind ourselves that we are not Sadiqim. And the fact that we are getting these inappropriate thoughts is proof of that. It's proof of the fact that we are not a Tzadik. Not only are we not a Tzadik, Halavai, if only we could even be a Benoni. Like that's that's even the level that we're striving for. And so this, this, um, this like self-deprecation and like guilt, feelings of guilt and shame and all those things, they might feel like it's a good thing to us. It might feel, you know, like this, again, this virtue signaling culture that we have where we say like, I'm such a horrible person. I can't believe what I did, like all that stuff that might feel like that is the righteous thing to do. And that's the virtuous thing to do. But in fact, no, it's not because what that's doing is it's, it's like kind of stating that you are holier than thou and that you are this so perfect and so righteous that someone like you, how could it possibly be that someone of such a high stature as yourself that you could have experienced these in, these inappropriate thoughts? And in fact, what we're going to learn today is that of course you experience these inappropriate thoughts because you're not that great. You're not that perfect. Just like these celebrities who, how could they ever say something wrong or in, incorrect or whatever? Of course they could because they're just human. They're just regular people like you and me. So let's get into the text and let's see how the Altar Rebbe breaks it down in his words. So the Altar Rebbe says that on the contrary, this sadness is coming from the 
gasut haruach. This is like the uh, from pride, from having a prideful spirit. So it's so on the what, what does he mean on the contrary? He means like I said, it's like we a person might think that these feelings of sadness over having inappropriate thoughts is a good thing. Like it's of course I should be sad because I'm having these inappropriate thoughts. It's very shameful and very it's a horrible thing. But the altar is saying is saying no. These this these sad feelings that you're having when you have these inappropriate thoughts is coming from you being too prideful over yourself because you do not know your place. And this is why your heart will become saddened because you're not on the level of a tzaddik. Because for tzaddikim, they do not have these kind of thoughts, these kind of foolish thoughts. And if you knew your place, and if you knew that you are very, very far from the level of a tzaddik, and halavai, like if only you could be a benoni and not a rasha your whole life, even for one moment, then this is actually the mida of the, this is this is the purpose of the benoni, and this is their service to rule over the yitzhahara. And and to rule over these thoughts that arise from the heart and then go into the mind and to push aside your your attention from them entirely and to push it away with two hands, as we talked about more above. So, okay, so that's the end of the, the section. It's a pretty short section today, but just I want to talk about this a little bit and I want to break it down a little bit more. So basically what the ultra is saying here is that it's not about being self-deprecating. It's not about beating yourself up when you do something wrong or when you ha- have a bad thought. It's not That's not the purpose of life. And when we do beat ourselves up in that way and when we do self-deprecate ourselves and, feel, and get into feelings of shame and loathingness and all that and it brings us down, that's actually not coming from a good place at all and it's actually coming from a very prideful, egotistical place where we think that we're better than we are. But when we remind ourselves that okay, no, the fact that we're having these bad thoughts, these inappropriate thoughts, this is actually proof that we're not a tzaddik, but that we're actually just striving to be a banani. This will orient us in a whole new way and we'll realize that what is the purpose of a banani? This is the whole purpose of a banani is actually to struggle with these thoughts, to battle, to have these internal battles, to have these internal fights and to push aside these thoughts with two hands. So it actually becomes like a game. It actually becomes like kind of fun. Then it's kind of like, cool, okay, bring on these inappropriate thoughts. Or I don't know if you want to go that far, but it's kind of like the next time an inappropriate thought comes up, you don't get down about it. You do what you need to do like a soldier. And you say, okay, inappropriate thought, I got you. And you push it away <laughs> with both hands. So that's the idea. So I think it's really the ultra is giving us like very, very practical advice that really makes a lot of sense psychologically speaking as well. Sort of to go back to a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about the idea of falling off a diet and you know eating a cookie when you weren't supposed to eat a cookie or whatever, rather than indulging in the feelings of guilt over eating that cookie, which is just going to be really counterproductive and probably going to lead you to eat more cookies. The proper thing to do is to just push aside the thought and say, okay, I know I was tempted to eat that cookie. Of course, I'm tempted to eat that cookie because I'm a human being. I like cookies, but that's okay. And I'm just going to push it away and I'm not going to indulge that. And I'm going to move on and not eat the cookie. And next time I get a thought to eat a cookie, I'm going to push that away as well. So that's the message of today is really just a reminder of our humanity and to really accept that about ourselves, that we are not tzaddikim and we are just humans. And as humans, our purpose is not to beat ourselves up about not being a tzaddik because that's not our role. Our role is really to fight that internal battle and to fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it constantly and constantly push aside 
these evil and bad and destructive kind of temptations that we have. So I hope that was, uh, that made sense today. And we are going to continue along these lines tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.